Hey, Allison, before we start this week, I was really excited and I want to talk about our new sponsor, audible.com. You can now go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried and get a free 30-day trial membership to audible.com on us. So uh, audible.com is great. It's a great place to get best-selling audiobooks. They now have podcasts, everything. Yeah, I'm a car listener, so this is great. I can just download it and listen to books and audio things in my car. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. Now on to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share stories and tales with you about what we deal with being married and owning a business together. It's it's fun. It can sometimes be rough and hard. It's all those things. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing. So, hey, what's been going on this week, Allison? So, we were getting ready for Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Ooh, spooky. And, you know, this year's a little different than, than previous years, but we're always trying to find new ways to make it fun. And we've been thinking about how we're going to hand out candy. And I texted all of our neighbors to say, hey, we're still bringing the kids. Uh, we decided to make little grab bags, little boo bags as the boys called them. So what I did was I got some um, sandwich bags, brown paper sandwich bags, and we had the kids decorate them and do stickers, and then we filled them with candy. So it was a fun afternoon activity to occupy their time and keep them busy. And we got something set up for the trick-or-treaters so that they can still come and grab their own little bags. I think what's really cool about uh, kind of everything that's happening right now, not just COVID, but, you know, with with Halloween was it's, it's it's one of these things that's actually kind of bringing our neighborhood closer together. I, I don't think we've ever communicated this much with our neighborhood. And we started a text chain talking about the candy thing here and how everybody was going to hand out candy in the neighborhood. And we came to this consensus of bags on tables at the end of the driveway or whatever it ended up being. And so it's just real interesting to see the community being kind of built again. Yeah, we live in our neighborhood as a big circle. And funny, I grew up in this neighborhood. So I know a lot of people from when I was kids and it felt like... Like, since we've moved back about 10 years ago, you I know the people who I knew when I was a kid, but nobody really interacted anymore. So it's so weird to see everybody's texting and talking. And one of the last texts that just went around said, hey, everybody needs to put their names in the text because I don't have any of you in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is, it's, it's great. So And speaking about growing up, it's kind of one of the things we're going to talk about this week. We're going to kind of talk about our kids, which we don't talk about a ton on the show, but we're We're going to talk about them in relation to kind of everything that's going on with the COVID homeschooling hybrid or a partial school thing and how we're kind of dealing with that. Because I know a lot of parents nationally are out there and they're just they're dealing with a lot of struggles when it comes to the current schooling situation with the kids. Right. And how they're balancing working from home or being back in their offices and dealing with having kids. You know, a lot of people have said this is kind of the death of the working mom. And I feel lucky that we own a business so that I don't have to report to anybody but you in terms of how, what my schedule is and how I'm facilitating making everything work right now. Well, and, and I saw an article on local news recently that was talking about the amount of people who that are filing for unemployment because they've decided they need to stay home and be with their kids while learning remotely. And it's caused them to either lose or to quit their jobs. And I, and I think about it in our world, being business owners, kind of having our own 
own schedule and everything that we can kind of manage on their own. I, I feel like we're very lucky. Yeah, right now I do. I feel like, okay, so our youngest is in school five days a week, which was great because not very many schools have that. And then our oldest is the hybrid model. Um, we just had a little scare where we thought they were both coming home tomorrow for full remote, but uh, we're still sticking with hybrid for right now. Yeah. And I think we've got, we, we've kind of got this mindset that we just need to be prepared for that at any moment. Like at any moment, we're going to get the emergency call from the school or whatever that says we're shut down for two weeks starting tomorrow. Yeah. A local town just did that at six o'clock tonight. They announced that tomorrow don't come into school. You're full remote. So I've been preparing myself. Like every time I leave the office, I bring all of my stuff with me and I take all of my stuff back every day. But we've been able to work out coverage for the days that he's fully remote with you're taking it working from home a day. I'm working from home two days. And, you know, we're just making that work. And we're lucky because we can make that work and no one no one can question us on it. How do you feel like this year so far compares to years past with schooling and scheduling and, and, and all of the you know, everything that goes into that. For us, I almost feel like it's been so much easier because we don't have anything after school. They're not doing sports. They're not doing extracurriculars. We just come home and they have a lot less homework because the school's being very aware of all of the social emotional issues. So that's actually giving our oldest time to get caught up in areas that he's weak. So he had no homework today. So he and I did an hour of extra reading work. And it was great because there wasn't that pressure because he would have had to have done it anyway. But now that was all he had to do. Well, and I look at it and I think about, I think about like last year or just I, last year state, I think, cause it's the most recent just stays in my mind, the freshest. But, um, I think about like every day it felt like we had something like you were taking them to the library to do homework for an hour before they had to go to this extracurricular activity or this week we had a concert for school or this week there was an after school event that we had to go to for like an ice cream social and we've had none of that this year and and i do feel a little guilty that you know i've actually kind of enjoyed not having all of these stress and pressure of all of these events that we'd have to go to or deal with on top of work and school and homework and all that other stuff. I feel like making sure the schoolwork is uploaded by the end of the day is enough stress and pressure so they don't get zeros. But with that, but with all of that said, you know, there is still a little bit of a concern of of the social emotional part of it for our kids and being around other other kids that you know, right now when they're in school, which is great, it's great that our second grader is in school five days a week and, uh, you know, and it's rough for our, our third grader who is only in two days a week. But even when they're in school, they can't be around each other. They're wearing masks. So what are some things that we have done to help kind of social, keep our kids social in this time? Well, they each have had their own kind of buddy. They've had their one bubble friend, really, is kind of how I think about it. Like, our oldest has his one friend who's in ta- who lives in our town, and our youngest has his, his one buddy that, like, they're our safe friends. And as parents, we've agreed that they're kind of our safe friends. And then, as much as I don't like them to be on their uh, devices during the week, we have let them have uh, Facebook Messenger, Kids Messenger, and so they can... Um, almost like FaceTime with their friends and then play with them in the same realm. And so it's almost like having the kids here, but not. So like today, one of our kids was playing with four of his friends and they were great, just like they would have been on a regular play date, but they were, weren't 
together. Yeah, I think it's really been interesting that they've been using uh, these online social connection things to talk to each other. And it, and what's kind of funny is so they play Minecraft, which is like, I guess, the biggest video game that these this age plays, this whatever, 7 to 10-year-old, 12-year-olds play. Um, but they play this Minecraft game online with their friends. And what's interesting about it is when they play, they they don't see each other. They only talk to each other. So it's like they're talking on the phone half the time. Sometimes they don't even talk about the game. They're talking about other stuff. So I think in a lot of ways, as much as you and I were so anti, you know, screen time, especially like so our rule has always been that they weren't allowed to use their tablets while during the school week, that tablets were only a weekend thing. Video games were only a weekend thing. We've kind of lifted that rule for the past month or two because we want them to have that social interaction with other their other fellow students. Right. And our oldest, he has a couple of friends from class that he'll call on FaceTime and they'll just play like one he and one of the little other little girls they were drawing pictures and showing it and then they were doing challenges and was like okay here's the next picture challenge and so it's super interesting to be at a fly on a wall because i almost feel like that's how they would be if they were at a play date together but they're just doing it online and they don't see anything different with that which is great i because it's normalized it a little bit for them the other the other thing that we've been able to do is um Cub Scouts. So both of our boys are in Cub Scouts, which has actually worked out really well because a lot of the Cub Scouts activities have been outside, like little hikes and and little outside, you know, training things that they do in Cub Scouts. And so that's been good because they've been able to have like a distance Cub Scout hike or, you know, be around other kids and be outside, which I think is, is super important because it's really easy when especially when you allow the the extra tablet time and all that and tv time it's really easy for them to not go outside at all during the day so trying to continue to do some of those outdoor activities with them is i think very important and it's getting me off the couch because this past weekend they both had cub scout hikes on two different days and i had to go with both of them so the first day i hiked three miles the second day i hiked a mile so i'm getting a lot of exercise so how do you think I think our our boys have reacted to all of this between the work or having school from home and having to wear masks all day. How do you think they've been? I think the spring was really hard. It was hard for all of us. Um, the summer was a good kind of reset, even though they didn't really get to see their friends and go to camp. Um, they had each other, which was really nice. Going back to school, we have tried to make it as normal as possible and school has as well so I think that's helped our youngest definitely who is our more social child he's our more active social child he over the summer he would not FaceTime he would not Zoom he didn't want to talk to anybody so going back to school and seeing kids it was like a new kid came home and now he's more comfortable doing social distance interactions. Um, but I think that's because he was able to kind of reset and knew that everything was okay. Um, and our oldest, he's kind of off in his own little world sometimes anyway. So he's just been super go with the flow, glad that there isn't any extra pressure to be running around. He likes to be home. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget as parents, because as you grow older and you become an adult, I think you, you, you do start to 
get set in your ways and change is harder when the older you get. And I mean, I see it with myself a lot and I, and I, you know, and I know that we talk about it with our parents in that generation, the baby boomer generation and like how it's hard to get them to change and do anything. And then you look at like our kids and I think that they're so adaptable and they can accept change much easier and quickly than somebody our age or even older than us can. Yeah, masks weren't an issue at all for them. Um, we tried out a few different ones to find ones for school that fit and were comfortable. And I was talking to the principal the other day and I said, so how is it going? Has it been a thing? He goes, no, parents parents have a harder time than the kids do. The kids aren't complaining. They've been great. And he goes, they've just been so adapt, right, like you said, adaptable, that we have imposed these fears on them and most of the kids have just been fine. Our boys have been fine. Yeah, I asked I asked our boys what's the most challenging thing been for them with school and, and homeschool or a remote school, however you want to, whatever you want to call it. And our oldest said, who's he's the one who does remote school three days a week, he said the hardest thing has been doing school from home, sometimes being able to look out the window or having things around you, your toys around you was distracting <laughs> that you'd rather look outside at the window or you'd rather play with your toys and it's distracting for him. I'm fairly sure his desk in his classroom is right up front where she can keep an eye on him and he can't look out the window and get to and uh, daydream. Yeah, he's he, he would be be our, our daydreamer. What? You know, we've we've all spent a lot of time with each other in the house. I mean, this what we're going through now is way better than what we had to go through in the spring. <laughs> like we were nonstop around each other. There were we I mean, I think I counted at one point there was like eight consecutive days where not one of the four of us left the house at one point. Um now it's a, it's a little easier, but we're still around each other a lot. What are some tactics that, you know, you have kind of come up for yourself to find some, some Allison time, some time away? We call it our separate corners. <laughs> we each have a place in the house that's kind of our own or that we can go to. And some days after dinner, we clean up and we say, okay, guys, we're all going to our separate corners tonight. Just go do your own thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because... Um, we do like each one of us, including the boys, like we all kind of have our own space that when we need to be away from each other, we all go to and one's in the living room, one goes down to the playroom. I'll come into this office. You'll go to the to, uh, to the guest room upstairs. It's kind of interesting how we how we've got our own little space that nobody else will invade. And we kind of know like, OK, mommy's upstairs on the couch in the guest room. Don't go bother her. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things. And we're I think all four of us have become good at saying, okay, we're just going to, I need my own space right now and just communicating. I think that so many of life's problems would be solved if everyone just communicated and respected each other when they were communicated to. Well, and I think that's one of my action items for this week is, is to make sure that within your family unit, with not only your spouse, but with your kids, that you are trying your best to be clear and concise with your communication to them and say, hey, I need this now or when is a good time for me to go go to my little separate corner and hide? Is it okay if I do it now? I, you know, I need a break. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, and, and it's sometimes hard for the you have to remember, I mean, at least in our for our kids' age at, at seven and nine years old, it's sometimes hard for them to communicate them, those feelings to you, but you need to be 
aware, try to be aware of, of those feelings. Yeah, Miles, for some reason, was having a very hard day today. And he there was some tech issues with his group message with his friends. And he started crying, saying, nobody likes me. No one wants to be my friend. And I was like, whoa, buddy, where did this come from? And so they... The boys were trying to call him back, and he was off having an issue. And I said to Jacob, I said, are you guys all still trying to play? And he goes, yeah. And I said, okay, well, they're going to do their homework now. We'll we'll connect with you later. And I said to our son, I said, they're just having tech issues. It's not that people don't want to play with you. So he went up. I said, why don't you go up to your room and lay down and calm down for a little bit? And I think that made him feel a little bit better. And I think the other thing to remember during all of this, especially when it comes to the educators in your school and and the people that are, you know, your clients for your business or maybe even the employees in your business, if you need to remember that everybody is trying their best. This is a very unusual time in our lives. And I sometimes I think that we immediately go to the worst place when we're trying to um, deal with an issue or something. If something comes up at school with the teacher or even if it's with ourselves, you have to remember we're all trying our best, especially within the family unit. No, there's no, I'm not trying to hurt you or you're not trying to hurt me. It's a matter of maybe it is something that we're not communicating clearly and, and we're still trying our best. We have to remember also not to be too hard on ourselves and not to be too hard on other people. I think that parents right now are so worried about what they think their kids are missing. We also forget that we are trying to make way too much super special for our kids that we never had the special for us you know it's nice to make things special but it's okay if things are just quiet and calm and normal and every moment isn't a super special happy day absolutely absolutely so you know if you get a chance shout out to us what uh what some of the things you've been doing in your family to help with uh with the homeschooling or the remote learning or any of those kind of things. So hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Twitter with those things at BizMarried uh, to uh, to let us know what, what you've got going on. Hi, everyone. Allison here. Do you want to share your married with a business story? We're looking for spouses or partners who are interested in talking to us to share how they make everything work. Fill out our inquiry form on Facebook or send me an email at marriedwbiz at gmail.com and hopefully we can share your story soon. Hey, Craig, and when you've been in your own little separate corner, what have you been listening to? Oh, yeah. So that's the one thing. There have been, it's been a lot of audio books lately. I got a good one this week that I've been listening to. I actually finished Shoe Dogs by uh, by Phil Knight. It's like the it's like his autobiography of the story of Nike. Phil Knight was the creator of Nike. It's his memoir that is about the stories of growing it from a small running shoe business in Oregon all the way up to being what's now the largest shoe company in the world that everybody knows. And along the way, he tells the stories of not only how he grew his team and his business from the small business to the giant corporation that he is now, but also a lot of candid stories about his family and owning a business and it growing quickly. So it's, it's a great listen. You can check it out on Audible uh, Shoe Dogs by Phil Knight. Visit Audible and get 30 days free on us. Go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried and sign up. You get 30 days. Listen to Audible. That's great. I also wanted to give a business shout out to one of our listeners who has been liking and following our stuff. Christine McShane create from Christine McShane Creative has been following us on 
Instagram at bizmarried. Um, Christine offers custom content for your business marketing strategies. She does headshots, branding photography. She does written content for your social media, blogs, articles, newsletter. She does website refreshes. So you should check her out at christinemcshane.com or follow her on Instagram at christinemcshanecreative. So thanks for following us, Christine. And if you want to be featured as a follower or a listener, uh, all you have to do is find us on Twitter or Instagram at BizMarried. You can also search Facebook, Married with a Business, and maybe we'll get you on as a featured listener or guest. Great. So have a great week, Craig. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Yeah, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening. And uh, remember, you can find us online. Look for us up there. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but it's also important to focus on your marriage because we're married with a business. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. 